friends to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, here with Lucy. Hi, Ben. Hey. And? Hi. Adam. Hey, I'm awake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say it's episode weeks. 300. Low energy week. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's episode 394, <laughs> low energy week. Unlike last week, 393, where Adol had no energy at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Completely yeah. depleted. Yeah. Yeah, which is and, what's really strange is for years now, uh, for reasons we don't have to get into, uh, I I don't normally I'm not able to nap more than twenty five minutes. Like I mm. just wake up naturally. They're like, oh, I'll have a power nap before the recording because I know that'll work. That's the one week I I literally mean in ten years I haven't napped. I, like half hour is like a hard. My body mm. wakes up. The thing is, I woke up kind of half and so i was aware of things but not quite coherent so like i knew i was mm-hmm. awake but also i was really confused by the weird like clicking sound that was like what is wrong with the world and it's like oh no that was my alarm going for at least five ten minutes before i cl- <laughs> was like oh right so like i was awake because i was hearing my alarm but i wasn't coherent and it wasn't connecting the dots yeah. so i was this weird liminal space yeah well yeah. you're here now i've been in that before yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good um let's open up some beers shall we uh Adel, what are you starting with what have you Ooh, got this is a juicy this? one Ooh. uh i saw it in the um I, I saw it and I just stared at it for a while. I'm like, this can't be what it is. Uh, so it is um, Brew York's. Yeah. Is it Brew? Guaylo. Collaboration between Brew, Brew York and. <clears throat> it's the Ginger Beast by Guaylo. Okay. Do you know what Guaylo is? No. I do because in junior high in the 90s, I had a lot of uh, friends of Chinese descent and we used to go down to Chinatown uh, for like food and stuff at like lunchtime mm-hmm. or like after school at like on a Thursday or Friday. And uh, as my friend uh, Gary really loved pointed out, pointing out, it was really interesting how all the old Chinese people would would like suddenly start muttering when I came into the field of view. Mm. <laughs> Um, but one of the terms I learned at the time was guaylo. Uh, let me just read you the fr- flavor text. Um, guaylo, Cantonese term meaning ghost chap. Historical Cantonese slang term used to describe foreign settlers in Canton in the 16th century. Affectionate slang term used to describe foreigners in Hong Kong. Exceptional craft beer board in Hong Kong, brewed with talent, expertise, and above all, modesty. Phrase. You can take the Guaylo out of Hong Kong, Hong Kong, but you can't take Hong Kong out of the Guaylo. I have only so ever learned like... this as a <laughs> as a derogatory derogatory term, term. Sure. rather than uh, yes affectionate uh, sort is... of like gai, gaijin in like Japanese yeah that kind of yeah but I've only ever I've heard it used only like never neutrally like always with a t- mm-hmm. like clear so they've called the the. So this is a collaboration between. I thought I was mistaken, obviously, because like it's the Ginger Beast by Guaylo. I just assumed Guaylo was like the one-off label of the beer because surely you wouldn't ah. call the brewery that. That's insane. Yeah, mm. yeah. Guaylo, right? Guaylo have got beers in like Sainsbury's. Ah, oh, this is the first time I've bumped into them, but like mm. it's it's literally slang for 
foreign white trash is how I was like <laughs> given to me, and I was like, what? So I had to buy it. So and also they're collabing with Brew York, so there's like a modicum of quality that I should expect. But yeah, also Ginger Beast sounds interesting. Um, it is a uh, five IBU, four point three percent, four forty mil can. I, I'm assuming. Uh, where are we here? Um, it doesn't actually give me clear ingredients. Oh, there they are. No, just allergens. Oh, there it is. Sorry. So that was the name of the brewery. Now we have our take on a classic alcoholic ginger beer with an Asian twist. We had lashings of ginger with layers of citrus and a blend of spices. This is then fermented right down to balance the flavors with a crisp, dry finish. So yeah, I was expecting a ginger beer type okay, thing. Nice. With a racist <laughs> twist. <laughs> um I've also got a collaboration beer. I don't think there's anything racist about this. Um, well, well, we'll see. But um, uh, it's a very different beer for me. It's the Fruits of the Forest Meringue and Lemon Curd Sour. Because um, as we've done for the last few weeks, we've been sort of lowish alcohol, mm. uh, no alcohol. And I know the beer industry or someone coined the moniker Triannuary as well um, to try and get people drinking different things as well as not just low alcohol. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'd do something different this week. But this is um, collaboration between New Bristol Brewery and Vault City. And there's a little bit of flavor text. Um, the taste is dessert heaven. The additions are raspberry, blackberry, redcurrant, lemon zest, and vanilla. And it says it's sharp, tangy berries, and zesty lemon curd balances perfectly with the vanilla sweetness of the meringue. Tasty stuff. Uh, does it tell me? Because normally it tells me what the hops are in that little, you know, not as additions as such. It tells me what the hops are usually mm-hmm. with New Bristol. Uh, but it doesn't on this one. Uh, but that's the, that's the beer. Uh, Lucy, what are you mm. drinking tonight? It's that time of year. Oh yes, putty is out. Oh yes, yeah. Oh, so putty from Verdant. Yeah. Um, their 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 design this year is uh, it's interesting. It looks like uh, my intestines, um, <laughs> <just> <laughs> or like the puffed marshmallow man, just cut into pieces and squashed into squashed the down. boot of a mafia mm, car. Mm. Yeah, ready to be buried. Um, yeah, it's uh, 8% double IPA. It's got Azaka, Galaxy, and Mosaic hops in it. Uh, I can't remember if the hops changed year to year. I imagine so. But yeah, it's their, it's their putty. Their, 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 which has become a staple. Yeah, um, yeah. Just like late January. Mm. They, they put it on tap so throughout, the, throughout the country. And yep. Yeah, so um, as every year, I always forget what the previous years was like. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Like, but I mean, did uh, we, we all drank it last year? I think. Um, was it the year before? I think it was the year before. Who knows? Because was it last year or the year before they brought out Putty with a, with the with the triple T, oh, which is a slightly right. bigger beer as well. Oh, that couldn't tell you. Yeah. No, could I? Someone will find out. Yeah. Um, so if I can't even remember what we drank last year, there's no way I'm going to remember what that tasted <laughs> like. So. Yes, so, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, cool. We'll roll back round. Adam, uh, how is the beer? Uh, it is. It smells um, kind of sweet, gingery, almost like um, kind of like the. I don't know if you ever had that like crystal ginger tea you sometimes get in like uh, Chinese restaurants. Hmm. Can't say I'm familiar. Oh. Mm, looks a little, that's really looks interesting. A little, looks a little thin. 
It's a quite thin. It portals almost no head. It hmm. might be. Yeah, I'm not sure. If... I mean, it poured with some, um, but it's very flat. Um... I mean, literally had some ginger beer last night because uh, my current housemate likes it. Hmm. Right out with dinner. Um, this is not as fiery as like a uh, Tesco's ginger beer. Okay. Which a bit disappointing because that's not exactly a super gingery thing. <laughs> um, it's got a light sweetness that's got almost um oh, like a light honeydew sweetness, just the roundness of the honeydew sweetness, and so right. not quite as not as like in your face sweet, but just like that like it's more melon than and a little more sweet than cantaloupe, I guess. Mm. Um, just on the finish. Yeah, I mean, this tastes like something between ginger beer and ginger tea. Okay. Um, and then it's got a f ever so slightly, like I said, light light fruit and a bit of a bitter finish to remind you that it's kind of beer. That's what I will say. And you can take the something something and kind of beer <laughs> claim on its face. Um, maybe it'll grow a bit on me. I have to also preface this that I had the um, Norton Alchemy uh, Flying Gang um, collab, ten point five percent broken face gingerbread impy stout. Uh, a third of that at the pub, and then I also had. The Dea Chelt Vegas 12.5% impy stout, third mm. of that at the um, oh, pub. So it might be that my palate is just expecting richer flavors than than this can deliver. Mm. Um, so we'll see. Uh, this is definitely because of that. I'll I'll, I'll try and chime in before uh, when I'm done to see yeah. if I got used to it as the other flavors and my palate sort of cool. recovers. I like your, I like your local bar just. Going absolutely ham on like the the really strong beers rather than the no alcohol and low alcohol. Beers. Yep, that, that is. Like, the, nope. Yeah. He even put wine on tap for the first time as well. He's wow. like, "Dry January, <laughs> fuck you." Uh, oh, um, mild uh, admin. Um, he he he. <laughs> ben politely was like, "Ah, can I be on your podcast?" I'm like, oh. "Yes, yes, you can. We'll find a day." So in in the coming <laughs> weeks, we'll, we'll have to find a, a a week that makes sense to bring. Because uh, mm. he closes the bar at eight on right. Thursdays, okay. so it's actually like, and it's door to door three minutes less than three minutes. Oh, so like, nice. definitely could Brilliant. easily have him on a guest yeah, before yeah, he comes home. Sounds good. 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 Anyway, no more inside baseball. That's the Guaylo Ginger Beer Beast. Flesh beast, some ginger. Fair, fair. Um, cool. The new Bristol Port City collab. Then it, oh it's very red color. As you can see, incredibly red. Um, it's it has got a very sharp nose. I know it said in there there's sort of like zesty lemon and there's going to be a bit of sharpness to it, but the the nose is quite sharp. Um, much more in the sort of the berry, uh, um, flavors on those nose. So. More raspberry, I think, than than anything, but a sharpness to it. Was it raspberries that were in this? Blackberries, raspberries, blackberries, red currants, lemon zest, and vanilla. Not getting much of vanilla on the nose. Mm. Um, I think the berries kind of take over from that. But 
it's almost a little bit I don't know like it's it's not quite edging on that refresher bar type of kind of smell you know that the kind of like mixed fruit very zesty very sort of citrus but it's getting there very very much getting there a little bit of sweetness but it's got a little bit of body to it it's not like super thick um but it's kind of you're getting those nice sweet fruits straight off the bat that's kind of the initial flavor And it, they don't really go anywhere. Like I'm expecting them to kind of mellow out a little bit and then allow that slightly more zesty, maybe that little bit more kind of vanilla flavor to kind of come in, but they don't go anywhere. The other flavors just kind of come up to meet them. So mm. there's a lot of flavor in this beer, which, you know, it's a collaboration. It's already New Bristol, but it's also a collaboration with All So you're going to expect yeah. it's going to be full of flavor. And mm. That's why it's a bit shocking to me. Say that again. That's why it's a bit shocking to me that it isn't just like even too much. Well, no, it's not. It's not too much flavour. It's kind of it. it Sort of it starts. That's how I'd expect it to feel. Too much rather than too less. Well, it's Um, it's nice that it's not reserved because it's not a reserved beer at all. But it's got and it hits you with those lovely sort of sweeter fruits. It just then allows everything else to come up and join that. So the, 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 there is that little right. bit of lemons, and that comes up to sort of get into the fold as well. It's not that the, the fruit flavors disappear and those other things okay. sort of take over. It's just that that fruit flavor is constant throughout and everything else just comes up to sort of meet it. And you're left with okay. a, a, a finish which is, or well, feels at least a little kind of, uh, uh, not again, not edging towards sort of pastry, but it's got that little bit of sort of sweetness at the end, which isn't quite fruit. It's not kind of anything that I can quite pick out. And the vanilla sort of kicks in. The zesty sort of lemon finds its way in as well that does round it out to make it feel a bit more kind of like fruit. I know it's it's like a meringue lemon curd. Meringue and lemon Mm. curd sour. But I would... Put this more. It feels more like it's a bit of a cheesecake, uh, um, like a really fruity sort of cheesecake instead, you know, with with a little bit of pastry, a little bit of vanilla in there as well. Um, that's kind of how it feels as a finished sort of flavour. But it just it hits you constantly as you sort of drink it. You're like, this is it's just it's very very good. Oh, that's good to hear. And it's in a, in a way that it's not too not too sour either because. Yeah. I can, you know, I'm not puckering my lips at all. It's not kind of hitting my tongue and setting me back at all. I can take two, three big sips of this as I'm drinking and it not really hit me too much. There's a little bit of a, a more sort of sour feel kind of towards the back of my mouth, but that's that's it really. Um, it's just very, very fruitful mm. as a flavor, um, which is great. This is this is yeah. yeah, yeah. Vault City are pretty good at towing the line between making sours, but also having them approachable for people yes. who don't want that overly sour taste and leaning a bit more into the fruit. So yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I haven't had a like a just a straight up Vault City for ages. I don't have to. 
Nine, oh, really? Somewhere, yeah. Uh, okay. So so there's one to two regularly at the Holy Grail. Mm. Um, so, in fact, I had their 16.5% gingerbread something or other. God, that thing was gorgeous. The stout um, again? Stout, yeah. A um, mm. couple days ago. Uh, I have a tin of it. I If I hadn't had those two strong thirds before this, <laughs> I was going to have that tin, but I was like... I think that's just too many beers, my dude. I'm I'm like, maybe, I, I rolled maybe. my ankle and was limping last week, and then I caught a cold, and I'm like, I, I don't need to tax my body any more than I already do. Yeah. E- ease it in, ease it in over time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucy, we'll come to you then for the putty. Yeah. Mm, the putty, um, mm, just a solid block of color, mm. like orange. Um, it smells delightful, like guava. Mango, mm, just tropical, tropical essence. Mm. Um, maybe, maybe a bit of passion fruit as well. Okay. Mm. And yeah, all those, uh, all those aromas definitely carry through to the taste. Mm. Um, it is a unapologetically fruit forward beer yeah um and it's got the body to you know just elevate those like like almost fruit juice like flavors um super easy though good even though it's got a substantial body it's it's really it's really smooth uh, mm. on the palate and just goes down very easily um yeah, tons and tons of that fruit. Like, I think the overwhelming taste I'm probably getting is like guava, mm. and, it's, and it's really, really, really nice. So, has um, it got a bit of a, 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 a not kind of sourness to it, but is it kind of not sort of you know totally sweet fruits? It's a bit more sort of kind of earthy, a bit more sort of stone fruity, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I was I was just about to say yeah the. Uh, the end of the finish uh the overwhelming um aftertaste is sort of like a a powdery resininess oh. almost um uh a bit piney um mm. and yeah the bitterness definitely comes to the fore at the very end um so yeah very fruit forward at the start of the taste and then um it starts to feel a bit more like a beer rather than a just simply fruit juice yeah. um, towards the end, just rounding things out and um, making it actually really well balanced. Um, oh, I mean, it is, it isn't something that you should not back because it is, <laughs> it is a bit dense. It is still a bit dense. It's smooth, but it's, it, the body still makes it a tiny bit dense, mm. but just the, just the flavors. It's not that you're, you know, you're wanting more flavour um, as it just sits on your on your palate and in the aftertaste. It's more that you just want more of that flavour. It's like it's like how sugar is addicting. Mm, you know, the mm. amount of sugar in this is probably probably going to send yeah. you into a diabetic. Coma, I was just thinking but, the same um, thing from mine as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that beers don't put uh, that kind of stuff. Ooh. You know, beers haven't yet oh. had to put like a traffic light system on. Um, <laughs> yeah, mm. if they did, I'd probably go cold turkey. <laughs> it's 
Jeez. That's probably one beer is sixty percent of your sugar intake for the for, yeah. the for the day, the week. You know what? I, th- I think it would be good. They really should because it, you know, it certainly stopped me from picking up a second beer maybe for the evening. You know, um, work this into your macros, but just like yeah, um, maybe it would put too many people off. Though. Probably, yeah. This beer is nine hundred calories because <laughs> it's a imperial pastry stout. <laughs> like, well, that's my dinner then. Fine. Yeah, <laughs> liquid dinner. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's it's really good. Um, you know, I. I I don't think they are trying to one-up themselves each year. I think they just put out a pretty decent mm. beer. and it, it doesn't need to one-up itself because it's just a very good beer. It's like throwback to you know when Cloudwater were making insanely mm. uh, fruit-forward IPAs. And this seems like, especially with you know alcohol tax and stuff like that, we're seeing, not the death of, but a decline of double IPAs. Um you know, just they're out there, but mm. there's not as many. I'd probably say. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's nice. It, it, gosh, in the dystopian future when there's only four percent beers and it's all Carly, <laughs> maybe this will very much become a throwback. But um, but yeah, it just it just feels like something that's has a place in time in my memory mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just you know fills that void sometimes when I want to really juicy fruit forward um ipa that still does the beer things like the bitterness and the the pininess Mm. you know still does that um pretty well um i'd say the the double ipa that i know that you've had a deal the dale one Mm. um the the strata one yeah i had that was it last week and that's just also a very good beer but Mm. um i think this might top it Ooh. Um, I mean, yeah. which which strata was it? Um, it, what's it called? Like uh, something in strata. It's just the the, the double IPA one from right. Dale, the eight percent one. Um, I mean it's a good beer, but also from what I recall of the putties, also, I mean there's a yeah. reason why it sells out within what was it like twenty minutes? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or at least twenty minutes later, it was sold out. Let's say it that was way. It that quick? Wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, if I was, it, there's no way you know you could probably knock back more than one of these in a night. Yeah. Unless you're a bit crazy. <laughs> um, just because, not even the alcohol whole content. It's just very full. Mm. It's more full than I realised initially. Um. If I was drinking multiples of a beer, I'd definitely go for the Strata. Mm. Okay. Yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit lighter on the palate and maybe in the body as well. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, putty once again, very good. Nice, very good. nice. Mm-hmm. I know it's um, going on tap tomorrow at uh, Small Bar, one of the one of the only oh, places nice. in Bristol that is going to the, the, the they've got it. Um, I and obviously been to places like Bolgers. Mm. I went. I went. I go to Small Bar not long ago, a couple of weeks ago, um, and. Um, I think bottles and books uh, are getting cans in as well. Um, so once I see, you know, the bottle shop getting them, uh, I take a little trip over and, and pick mm. one up. Um, nice. Just yeah. I've got five more to get through. <laughs> oh, you bought a six pack. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I think he was only offering six packs. Yeah, yeah, probably, I'm pretty yeah, sure he yeah. had to get so, a six yeah, pack. So I'll tell so you about next week. week. Tell us about uh, how much you like your third to seventh putty, and I mean that. We cold, we cold putty. See if it's any different. Um, good. Let's enjoy these then and talk about some games um i think from our conversation just before the episode we haven't got a huge amount to cover this week um adult lucy i imagine things are kind of as as standard work job applications life just being super busy that you haven't had time yeah, it's, or it's, compunction to, to fit gaming in yeah yeah it's, yeah it's, it's done me over today mm, i so, um yeah i'm I, just about hanging on <laughs> Last week, uh, so I run three courses for the university. Mm-hmm. I'm, like I'm a module convener. Um, one of those courses, I'm the only staff member on. Um, the other, I'm handing off, and the other was the is the big master's course. All of them had summatives due last week, right? Yes, that I am saying I run three courses, and I somehow chose to have all three of due dates in the same week. I didn't have that much control, but that just like this. This is this is the marking peak of the year if i didn't have the stupid marking boycott crap at the beginning of the year that yes, made yeah. me mark for 10 days straight but it does mean that um after literally in in less than three weeks i have to be done all that marking mm. but also and then and then i don't i just have the one course on my plate because i've handed off another to our new staff member who joined the one course is done so I can, that's when I plan on like creating a work life balance type thing where <laughs> I plan, like, I, oh, that, uh, you know, unicorn. Uh, I <laughs> mean, mostly like w- w- when, without peak workloads, I can figure out how to schedule in downtime because I haven't been. And it's really important, even if I just wanted to be a successful cog in the university machine. I need the downtime, and part of that will be playing games. Um, yeah. So uh, one of the things about all the work I've been doing about ADHD and scaffolding and structures is that's I know I need to do that. Turns out, like, when I lived in Bristol the first time, I used to host movie nights, and, and same thing in Amsterdam, where I hosted a double feature every Wednesday, and that was mm. like, oh, I will be social for at least four hours, probably six um a week wow. and i will just watch shit so i can just zone out if i need to mm. oh it turns out that was like entirely me like having a coping mechanism to give me myself balance in the ways that i struggle with and so i just need to figure out what the durham version of those things are yeah yeah um Going to the but no, I haven't played any video games. Is the answer to that question? I I guess I I've been watching uh, when I can AGDQ. Oh yeah, uh, speedrunning event. Oh nice. I saw a a dog speedrun um a game, so that was fun. Wait, what? Um, the dog played Gyromite. He has like these little like uh, little buttons on this like oh one of those button mats on the floor. Yeah, well, not quite a mat. It was more of a. It looked like you know when you have um, uh, a footrest, um, but it was made out of buttons. Oh, <laughs> like slightly on an incline. But yes, the dog played uh, a game. He was a very good boy. And did he? Probably the highlight of my did, week. Did, did, did the dog, dog win? <laughs> the, the, the dog won 
our hearts. <laughs> he didn't get a, 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 a personal, uh, personal best or a world record. Oh my but god! But he did finish There's... the game. Oh, wow! And you, got concentrated you... for like twenty-seven minutes straight, which is more than I can concentrate. You also like. You literally. The dog's name is Peanut Butter. How do you peanut, bury peanut the butter, lead? Yeah. Peanut Butter the dog? Yes. It was very wholesome. It was, it was, it was very good. But, I mean, the whole of AGDQ is always very wholesome. Yeah. But, um, you know. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a Shiba Inu if you care to <laughs> yeah. just see how yeah. cute this thing is. Mm-hmm. Holy um, shit. He was so good. He was so good. And he was so well behaved and managed to concentrate for a long time. And Whoa. I mean... <laughs> That's maybe why I can't get a job. Dog is better in life than me. <laughs> I would hire the dog over me. Like twenty, I can concentrate for twenty-seven minutes. Fuck no, uh-huh. no, dog can press buttons. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> the dog just expects treats, the dog, whereas I no. expect so, you know, just, a big salary. Yeah. <laughs> just to be clear, buttons. this dog, uh, beat. Gyromite's B game mode in 26 mm-hmm. minutes, 24 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he messed up um, a couple of times, but, you know. But, like... It... Understandable, and it was... Um, I yeah, it might it... have been a controller issue, and there was something that was, like, RNG that no one had ever seen before. He did a good job. But also, its previous record was 25 minutes, 29 seconds. Um... And the act, the actual record by humans is twenty four minutes thirty nine seconds. So it's a minute <laughs> off of humans. Well, well, the original was played with like Rob the Robot, so that's why it took so long. But yes, um, oh really? Than probably ninety nine percent of the humans on Earth. So yeah, Brilliant. I mean, <laughs> which isn't hard. What a good good boy. <laughs> we welcome we welcome our new dog overlords. Yeah. Oh yeah, they do such a much better job. <laughs> much better. Yeah. Job. Um, good. So, yeah. I mean, that's great. That if you're not playing games, watch a dog play. I mean, it makes sense. Why would you want to watch humans do it? I, okay, I want to see a dog play on Alan Wake too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, both of yours reactions was well worth me saying this is dumb, just, dumb thing. It just as soon as the scary bit comes, it just runs away and hides behind the sofa. Just it's gone. Exactly. No, not playing that anymore. Sorry. And then the camera just freezes. <laughs> aiming into a corner (laughs) Adil won't be happy he won't be impressed until a dog can play my my new threshold for game is if a dog can't play it why should I (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if there's dog reviews on YouTube for games um, one out of ten Wolf. couldn't play. Too complicated. Um, yeah. I think in the next cross, then they need to introduce the video game character. I mean, category like in the Olympics or something yeah. like that. Yeah, just with video games. play pong against cross. each other. I mean, we know what the the thumbs down review is. It's just rough. We. I... Um, shall I talk about some games? <laughs> talk about some games that I have played. Um, the first one, um, oh. which I will very quickly just talk to, uh, is the... I, I don't even know what the full name is. It's the new Prince of Persia game. The 2D, oh, the, the 2D the one. Lost Crown? Something like that, yeah. Um, but I played the demo. Bubble. And my initial impressions are the demo was far too short 
to get mm-hmm. a good sense of that, the, like the full game, let's say. Mm. You know, it gives you an initial taste of kind yeah. of traversal, the, the the sort of the Metroidvania-style kind of map. Um, there's lots of areas that were blocked off, whether I need abilities to come back and, and open those up or I need some kind of thing to... to, to uh, you know, a certain kind of attack or something to be able to open those up. Um, I don't know whether it is a true Metroid uh, uh, sort of style game in that sort of sense, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it it definitely feels like a two D Prince of Persia for modern audiences. You know, it's not yeah. the sort of the heavier um, kind of you know uh, uh, um, solid jump kind of uh, Prince of Persia's of old uh, in the 2D oh. sort of vein. It's very floaty. It's very quick. The movement of the character is really, really quick. And there's the kind of a dodge mechanic and lots of, the, you know, his attacks are very fluid and it flows very, very well in the kind of the combos as you're doing various attacks and things. And it feels really good as just to move around the space to kind of fight the standard sort of enemies. Um, it feels good. It feels a bit hard. There's a lot of times where I'm like, cool, I can dodge here. And you don't. You think you can kind of dodge, but you just get clipped by an attack. Uh, um, those kind of hitboxes feel a bit big for the character. Where you think you're being quick, you think you're getting out of the way, but actually you just mistimed it. And it or, or the timing needs to be just a little more precise for dodging out or, 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 or kind of... Um, is there a parry? Maybe there's a parry. I can't remember. Um, I've literally started it now just to because. Um, yeah. I, I need some impetus, and I want to for someone who is uh, sick in the head and likes Metroidvanias. I believe that my discerning taste and palate, mm. which uh, is way more discerning than yours, but <laughs> will be able to tell if this is a a good Metroidvania or a B bad Metroidvania. Fair, fair. No, absolutely do that. Absolutely do it. You won't spend long with it. I imagine the demo was like 15 minutes or something like that, maybe 20 minutes. Um, And there's a little bit of of, of exploration. You can kind of see some of the pathing as you move around areas and you can double back and Mm -hmm. open up other paths. Uh, um, There's like lifts to take you to different areas and things like that. But I progressed through quite quickly and got to the boss which triggered the end of the demo. You don't get to fight the boss. You just see the boss, and then it takes you into a thirty-second uh, um, sort of supercut of um, you know of the game um, to sort of try and sell it to you. Um, but it, okay, it's, it seems like you may be able to juggle enemies. Yes, you can juggle enemies. Yes, good game. Um, so you can <laughs> you know you can jump and sort of attack down or attack up. Um, shoot arrows, shoot arrows into enemies. Yeah. Uh, um, you can't shoot through solid uh, floors or walls and things, but there are platforms mm-hmm. which enemies are stood on which you can shoot through. Um, there are a few flying enemies and things like that, so it gives a little bit of variety mm-hmm. uh, um, in that sort of short demo as well as to kind of how you can approach different enemies. And it gives you maybe four, maybe five different enemy types to kind of encounter as well in that first sort of section. Um, my only fear would be that it's um, quite short. You know, Again, I was sort of 10, 15 minutes to get to that first boss. And that's fine. You know, 
a 10 sort of 15 minute section of a level to get to a boss is great but if it's only got like four bosses five bosses you, you you're spending an hour and a half with the game you know maybe twice that for unlocking everything exploring all of the areas maybe there's optional bosses and things like that but um mm -hmm. it feels and you kind of want from a prince of persia game just a little bit or you know in that metroidvania sort of style something like guacamole is maybe like six to eight hours something like yeah. that and that seemed guacamole felt like a really good length for a game you know for the progression mm -hmm. that you're getting the different abilities to go back to areas to you know either get more unlocks or extend your life or get to other areas and progress the game um something like uh, um hollow knight was much longer than that or at least it felt much longer than that i don't know how long uh, uh um, it was yeah, but probably, well on your first playthrough you probably spent yeah. Um, yeah. Um, just again, from my initial thought of the demo, Prince of Persia feels like it's probably more in that sort of six to eight hour kind of category. Um, but I've. I, it is this week. Is it? Is it tomorrow or has it come out already? Um, let me. Have Prince of Persia Lost Crown. Um, how long to beat? There we go. Let's see. Six hours. Oh no, that's no, no, no. Sorry, I read the I read the number six. Um, this is from uh, um, from a, a people polled seventeen how many, hours. Yeah, people. How many people polled was six? Um, but yeah, seventeen hours. Uh, the main story and extras twenty hours. Completionist nearly thirty hours. Um, so it's yeah. That's not there bad. we go. There we go. Good. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad that that's. Uh, um, I mean, the, sort of... this is a problem with demos, right? Like, if if, if demos are the demos are the the best approximation to a trailer, trailers to movies, demos to. Sure games because they're still interactive mm. um but they're much harder to master so a bad trailer can of a movie can still give you a sense of a movie even if the vibe's kind of off because it's poorly cut right or it gives too much away and all those yep. things um a demo needs to be because it's interactive medium and the length of time it is portraying for example 20 20 to 30 hours is so much longer if you have a short demo that like makes it seem kind of meh slash like oh there's like a few mechanics and it's kind of thin, no no one's mo the average person's not going to look up to how long to beat. And as we've learned over the past like five plus years, there's no guarantee in length and even in triple like even from AAA studios. So like your demo could do you a huge disservice instead of being a sales pitch, right? Like yeah. Okay, I, I'm, I have to say this. Uh, in the demo, you this is like really good, this feature, and I wish it was in other Metroidvanias. I've just got to a you know, uh, bit where it's tutorializing stuff, mm -hmm. and it's called a, a memory shard. Oh, I've, yes, I've heard of it. Uh, basically take a picture of the environment. Yep. 
Uh, so, basically, when you're coming back, it's like, oh, I remember that chest is up there, and I'd probably need a double jump or a, uh, you know, a, some kind of suit on some of Metroid. But anyway, um, that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> just just that mechanic alone. Um, remembering where to... Yeah, that's a issue with some Metroidvanias. It's like, oh yeah, where was that thing again? Um, you know, I'm going to have to look at the intricacies of the map. It's like, no, you can just add markers to the map and uh, create a visual prompt. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Just for that alone, I, I, I think uh, I might be sold. Nice. Do you know? To be honest, all I have to do is open the map and see that lovely kind of design. Yeah, yeah. Kind of design. It's like, Okay. So this is okay. again Ubisoft think... Montpellier. So this is mm. the France French, French studio. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Sorry, this just matters with respect to Ubisoft being Ubisoft. Um, yeah. Yeah. The the other, I think the other thing the demo may do a bit of a disservice to is that uh, um, for areas and for parts of it, it feels quite sparse. So you'll get to an area, mm-hmm. you'll kill like two or three enemies, and then you'll run through three or four screens without encountering anything. Um, mm. It just shows you a bit of environment, shows you a little bit, not even platforming, just run and you get to the next space. So less um, whether there'll be Persia more sparse tickets. <laughs> um, whether it's more popular, I'm pretty sure. Oh, really you know, very good, yeah. <laughs> Is rather than it being like a vertical slice, I think it's like a curated section. So it's mm. like this is part of the game, but we've we've just curated it a little bit. Yeah. And so you we've we've you know we've blocked off areas and all of that sort of stuff. So you can't just like go through and expl- fully explore um, kind of everything. So whether they've taken enemies and out and things like that as well, and it's just made it a little bit more sparse than than the main game will be um, as well is something to think about or something to consider um and maybe it's just worth yeah. watching the first sort of 30 minutes of someone else play if you're on the fence about it as well just mm. to sort of see uh, um, what the main game kind of looks like but i enjoyed i enjoyed it um i mistakenly thought it was about 45 quid um but i think that must be a, like a extended edition limited edition collector's edition special edition whatever yeah version of it uh lee as we were talking about earlier said it's actually 25 quid um, oh, that's so twenty-five yeah. quid still twenty to thirty hours. That's not yeah. bad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They should make more Metroidvanias. Every company. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, um, it did. It it it, it gave me a little bit of um, sort of Ori vibes as well. Um, and I think that's more down to the color palette, um, uh, and just the sort of the way that it looks than than anything else, um. Because it is, you know, it's obviously much more combat heavy um, than just sort of platforming and, and, and exploration and stuff. So, um, the parries are uh, seems quite forgiving and mm. good. Yeah. Some some games are just too uh, challenging with the parries, and it's like, come on, man, um, too small a window. But yeah, this seems good. It seems like yeah, and lots of accessibility options at the start. Yes, didn't look into them, but it seems like you can toggle the difficulty. Uh, your skill yeah absolutely so, good good um, um just, yeah. just uh mm. on the global scale um it's not available on steam because of ubisoft's mm. consistent um, um so ubisoft has like sided with epic in the sense of 
We have the Uplay store. No one cares about it, but some people still buy shit on there. Um, but uh, Ubisoft now pretty much takes over a year um, to release stuff oh, on wow. Steam. Compared, so they basically are now because Epic has the twenty percent versus thirty percent dev, right? So it's available on the Epic Game Store for price, um, but it's not available um, on Steam, uh, and we don't know when. But Far Cry Six, for example, um, came out on Steam seventeen months after its launch on wow. a seventy-five percent discount. So it just came in like. Hey, Steam users, you want to own this thing? It, it, we're blowing it out because, like, this is our last gasp of presumably a fiscal yes, yeah, year recording of the the revenue of this thing. So, whatever we can get is good. Um, but that's super interesting. Um, I hadn't quite clocked that Ubisoft had like chosen Epic. I just knew that they had given up on themselves. Yeah, I, I did. I hadn't realized that either. Um. Nice. So we might talk about this game, you know, in the future yeah. as well, if we get a chance to play the uh, the, the full sort of experience. Um, so maybe one to return to. Um, but the other one I want to talk about, the other game which mm. has taken up most of my time, um, is Immortality. Ooh. And it's uh, just coming out on. It's again a game from last year, maybe the year yeah. before. Um, but uh, it's coming out on PS5, so I very kindly got a code um, for the for the PS5 version, and it is not quite what I expected, but in a in a very good way. Let's say um, I, I did try Immortality um, last year on my mobile. Um, I oh, didn't God. like the way that you controlled things. So for, for people who don't know, Immortality, uh, much like many of Sam Barlow's games, is a narrative game where you are... Um, and it's not quite like her story, but um, you're scrubbing through video clips. Um, and you're scrubbing through video clips centred around three unreleased films that an actress has starred in um, uh, Marissa Marcel I think her name is and the kind of the game sets you up in the vein of you know what has happened to Marissa Marcel she's disappeared from you know public life scrub through these sort of film clips and things to try and find this out and I started this up with Kim Kim loves a mm -hmm. you know oh great kind of a, a, a not necessarily a choices kind of game but a, like a bit of a mystery and that sort of stuff and you, you guys played the um one of the um Man of Medan um you know No, we haven't. You? You no, played we played one games the one we played together was um the, Gosh, the It was one by Supergiant. Uh, uh not Supergiant, Supermassive, not until dawn, but it was the one that you control on mobile which I will never right. remember that... the name of for that yeah. when when PS4 was it Right that's the that one I was that mobile that's, controller yeah. sort of space, um, and that's the one that we played together, which she which she enjoyed, um, um, and we thought, cool, we we we'll enjoy this. And after about thirty minutes, she's like, nah, I don't get it. I'm not really, I'm not really following. You know, the 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 clips aren't, you know, you don't find them sequentially. Um, part of my issue with immortality is you don't seem to when you do. 
I suppose, to explain, you, you basically get one video clip. You scrub through it. You can go into kind of uh, discovery mode. I can't remember exactly what that's called. but And then you click on something within the screen, and it will find a clip which has something like that or something similar in. And you right. unlock clips by doing that over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So clicking on mm -hmm. actors or people's faces will bring up another scene that they are in. Or clicking on clapperboards so a lot of this shows sort of the film scene and it doesn't necessarily just show you the scene it shows the clapperboard it shows them maybe talking before or afterwards it's got interviews it's got for one of the films they do like little behind the scenes sort of videos on a handheld camera and, and things like this so you're going through all of these discovering items or people or things that might mm. link you to other other clips and my biggest issue with immortality is i cannot figure out or it doesn't seem to have any uh, uh, method to this. So I like click on a character, and it's like, cool. Here's another scene with the character, and I'm like, okay, cool, fine. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, well, there's a there's something in the background. There's an interesting statue. I wonder if because this is an interesting scene, has that statue been in a different scene? I click on the statue, and it brings me up in a scene with a completely different statue but is is classified as statue oh. it's not the same one it doesn't unlock more of that sequence of the film so this is like early internet using tagging but the tags were like yeah. non-specific and too big yes yes yeah yes but it's it's and i don't know granularity. i because it very much at the start comes up saying it's this method of um, searching for things and looking through clips and stuff, which is something I, you know, I'm unfamiliar with. It could have been anything. It could have told me it was anything, and I would just go, okay, fine, that's, that's how it is. Um, but it took me about an hour of playing before I realized the whole control pad was vibrating at certain parts during these clips and wanted I... me to look at other things and discover... So... The, the kind I, of the hidden parts of the scenes. I knew learned about this because I heard people reviewing this, and two people had vastly different interpretations of the game because one was playing a controller and one was playing on a non haptic feedback device, mm. and they were like, "Wait, what? There's a thing." Um, so I find this super interesting because you were actually on the haptic feedback device, but it wasn't like clicking. Mm. So you well, you had the like negative experience of the one like so i thought this was like oh you just need to play this on the controller but you without being given the heads up had the same experience of what the fuck oh i've i've missed an entire vector of this game absolutely absolutely and i think well, well it, it, it does take a while. i think that's just the natural uh progression of the game that, mm. um it it doesn't want you to realize that uh first and foremost it may even obscure that it may even Maybe there's something built into it where it doesn't reveal that on the first couple times you watch that exact scene. Um, I'm not sure, but it took it took me probably about the similar amount of time to be. I knew that the controller was rumbling, but I just didn't know the reason. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. And then it's finding out um, what you can do with the you know scrubbing and mm -hmm. the right. Mm -hmm. to so this is why the person who that, didn't but... even have that feedback, like yeah, it clearly that's what I told Ben. Two years ago, it was like don't play. Yes, yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. And I, I, I thought, okay, it's, it's, it's giving me something cool. Pause it, 
it's vibrating, pause it, and it must be click on this person or click on this item or click on this object mm. to take me to another scene. Maybe that's the way that it does it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, not to... Well, I don't want to spoil Immortality. I don't want to spoil a two-year-old game um, for people too much. But there are uh, uh, um, kind of scenes within scenes. And I think that is done exceptionally well. I think that is mm-hmm. such a an amazing feature to have baked into this game because this could have been yeah. a, just a straight up uh, um, kind of sequel to her story and just a similarish kind of thing, but in a slightly different vein, you know, piecing together film clips rather than interviews and, and, and that sort of stuff. But the, the kind of the world that lives beneath those clips is, is both really interesting to try and understand mm-hmm. the motivations and the characters and all of that sort of stuff. But I think it's really like it, it just as a, as a, again, starting to uncover, and I must have over a hundred film clips uh, um, now, but it, it trying to run through them and understand the story that's kind of beneath the making of the films and the films themselves and the scenes and the, or, and, and a lot of the, um, just a, a mirroring of the characters and this understory and those characters to what's going on in the films themselves and the storylines yeah. of those films just works very very well. Like this is this is written so phenomenally. Mm. Once you start to understand <laughs> that there's this extra layer to this game, rather than oh, it's just some films that I'm just kind of scrubbing through. Yeah. Yeah, I I have way more respect for this game than I actually like it. <laughs> um, that initial that initial reveal was like you know um, very striking and will live in my memory. Mm. But as a, I have way more respect for like the technical aspects of like you know editing that yeah. footage together and mm. um, the cinematography and the attention to detail and the fact that these films you you could be convinced that. They are films from like the the sixties mm. and the seventies. Um, oh, the production value the from what I've seen is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it, it's insane. Um, the kind of like uh, underlying meta story and that, as I say, I won't spoil it, but it's more to do with heady philosophical, uh, you know, concepts and mm. you know how people view art and stuff. Didn't care for it. Um, so it was just like, yeah, I have way more respect for on a technical point of view and like cinematography than I ever did for the story. Sure. Um, but yeah, it, it, that's why it's like it's overall a very impressive package. It just didn't sew everything up together for me um, in the end because, um, you know, this is something that people, whatever message they were trying to convey, people will take their own spin away from yeah. it and take their own. Um, mm you know meanings from it whereas i'm just like huh <laughs> i was like what what are you trying to tell me um maybe i'm just not sophisticated enough but it's like that's where that game let me down sure. um but everything else is is just is just so well done and the quality and the the technical feat that is that game it's it, it's incredible but um if you're not into any of those things like i'm not someone who's massively enamored by like different cinematography but i could respect mm, it mm. and i could res- i know nothing about editing <laughs> but it's like i can respect it 
But if you're not into those things and you are a passive viewer, like, you know, Kim is, you're not even getting the haptic feedback yes. on the controller. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. can see why you'd fall off it immediately. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think if she'd have been controlling it, um, you know, she might have been a bit more invested in, in what was going yeah. on. Um, because as soon as I worked that out, as soon as I understood the, the mechanic and, and that there was this extra layer to it, uh, suddenly the 50 scenes or 20 to 30 scenes that I'd unlocked, I'm like, oh, I now have to go back into every single scene. And I'm looking at this yeah. game completely differently to how yeah. it was. And now I'm favoring, I'm like, because you can, on the on the, the kind of the board of where you can see just a, an image of each of those clips and it lays them out. Like, I'm just like, oh, well, I, why am I, you know, they're just there, fine. Um, mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. set them in, uh, date that they were filmed or in chronological order to this or, or, or scene order let's say and some of that fills in between uh, um, you know the actual scene itself that's being filmed or an auditioned version or an early storyboarding kind of version of these films but uh, yeah. of the scenes and it, it it fills that out really really nicely but you can favorite clips and and look at different look at the things that you've clicked on in all of those clips yeah, as well yeah. to see exactly what you're kind of tracking through um, to be able to go back in and scrub through stuff. I just, it, it, it's that, it's the idea again that I then got several hours through mm-hmm. and mm. some scenes you do the mechanic or you, you kind of, uh, um, you figure out what the mechanic is and you do it and it just switches into maybe a scene that's within it. But actually mm-hmm. you can, some of them where you might see a bit of a, a like an, an over image that just kind of like comes over the top of the scene as, as it's kind of playing out you can actually track that and you can slow it right down or you can speed it up and you can reverse it really slow mm. or reverse it really fast and that again changes the quality of the image coming through and then that might trigger another scene that, that kind of kicks in yeah. so there's lots of sort of nuance as well within each of those bits and how you actually find all of these things whether you think oh this is just the it's not really anything you know one scene was Mm -hmm. just a character dancing and dancing for like five minutes i'm like yeah okay cool in a very mad looking way yes um but uh yeah i i I completely forgot to uh uh well it's been two years but i completely (laughs) forgot how like a lot of the mysteries in that game are actually to do with the films that you are piecing together, like just figuring out the actual plot. Yes, yes. Um, That was more interesting to me. Okay. (laughs) Especially the one that looked like a really low-budget 90s film (laughs) was uh, figuring those out was like more of a accomplishment and felt... I mean, they're really dumb storylines, yeah. <laughs> but it's like even figuring that out was a uh, was satisfying and a bit more satisfying than the the overall mystery. Mm, but, okay. Um, mm. Yeah, it's just yeah that nineties one with like the bad wigs. It's just so good. <laughs> it's just like so of its time. It's just like yes, this this is a film that came out in nineteen ninety six and that would have starred. Uh, I don't know Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, Definitely. completely, <laughs> completely. Um, it. I think it's it's acted very well as well. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. kind of the actors are fantastic. Yeah, and but there, it, it's just that weird. Like you're okay. You're you're acting, but you're playing an actor acting a character. 
So there mm. needs to be a, you know, you can't just play that character. You have to be the actor being the character, you know, and embody yes. the yeah. embody the actor, embody the character that you're playing, then playing another character. And I think a lot of that works mm. very, very well because there's yeah, a there's a yeah, lot absolutely. of like tonal shift between the the uh, sort of the cast sort of when they're you know when they're acting versus when they're kind of talking about the characters or just talking between themselves or maybe uh, um, kind of discussing the scene and those kinds of stuff that you know you you feel that those people they are actors but that, that they are actors in that time and place embodying mm. yeah, that role and that sort of stuff yeah. yeah yeah they completely sell it and yeah, that is a sta- another standout of the game. The acting is fantastic. So, um, yeah, that goes a long way. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's something that I wanted to like more. Mm. Um, it just didn't land it for me. Mm. Same with um, Telling Lies. Um, that didn't, you know, land it. But I think even her story, you know, you could argue that it's like uh, the, the actual what comes before, like the big reveal, so to speak is the satisfying part of it and the bit that is, you know, technically impressive, so and novel, so yeah, it's um, it's, it's a game I'll never forget but mm. it's, it, it didn't crack like my top ten that year or or, or anything, just just because oh, it, it just needed to do a bit more to sew things together, it's like, yeah, it's more more the why, why am I doing this yeah, yeah I just don't sense. feel like it it nailed that purpose for me personally, but as I say, I'm not mm. someone who will phys- philosophically debate art. Well, I, I think <laughs> I'll, ju- I'll just watch it and let it go into mm. my eyeballs. And I, I think there yeah. could have been, especially if you're, you know, if you're, if you've uncovered a lot of the scenes, um, and and sort of the the story beneath them, and actually how the kind of the characters translate through this kind of timeline. And then the kind of not necessarily the ending, but I've had I've had an ending and I've rolled credits, but there's actually more endings oh, okay. to this as well. Mm. Um, but the one that that kicked in for me, it gives a big suggestion, and I think if they'd had or if the start of this had made more out of you're this person going through these clips because you have to do it for this reason, or they've mysteriously turned up because you're a filmographer or some shit like that, if they've mm. given you a little bit more impetus as to why you're doing it yeah. at the start of the game those impacts would have been just that little bit bigger um yeah so it's it, like the idea of when you you know there's loads of horror films and stuff where like you know a, a film mysteriously turns up and people watch it and suddenly yeah. they're haunted by a fucking thing and you know if if it had given a little bit more setup to why you are there and doing this i think that would have translated just that little bit better um yeah yeah. for me for sure i need key stage two level goosebumps (laughs) kind of (laughs) plot uh to to understand (laughs) what was going on (laughs) oh good good and it's i i think it's i don't know whether it's got the tag of being like a horror but i did it's not really there isn't sort of any. Um, it's it's like a no, mystery. It's more like a it's drama. Un- isn't it's it? unsettling. Mm. Like it's definitely unsettling. Um, there are moments of that are quite, you know, uh, shocking as yeah. well. Like when you're not expecting it as mm. well. But but it's yeah, it's it. 
it verges on the very safe edge of horror. Yes. Yeah, you wouldn't categorize it as a horror game for sure. Mm. But, um, mm. There are parts where it's like, you know, I, was, I think I started. I think I started it like the day it came out, or really? something like that, because it was on Game Pass. Yes, yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. like, yeah, it's Friday, you know, chill out, play this, and it was like, you know, late at night, and it's like. Well, this is getting a bit spooky, <laughs> <You know? laughs> because you, at that point you don't know what the what's going mm, on. You right. don't know what the reveal is, and you you know you don't know how far that rabbit hole is going to go. Absolutely, like yeah, that. So, yeah. So it, yeah, I, that initial reveal of the game's mechanics is 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 acceptable. Yeah, so. yeah, and it, it, I won't sort of again not trying to spoil too much, but I think for me it happened on quite a pivotal scene. Um, so I'd gone. Was it a sex scene? No, it wasn't a sex scene. No. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> you weren't scrubbing through the things. <laughs> Ooh, let me have a look. No, at that. <laughs> no it was yeah. one with a. It was a scene towards the end of the first film, um, right. with a with a tree and a big painted kind of background. Yeah. Um, and that that scene, and suddenly when it switched, exactly I'm like, yeah. where have the characters gone? Mm-hmm. And then it sort of then that scene within sort of kicks off. And I'm like, holy shit. Like for me, yeah. that was just like a. It was a big moment. It was a big sort of like mind blowing yeah. moment. I'm it's like, so ah, seamless. It is well. really yeah. seamless. Absolutely. You, it's like your eyes are doing tricks. Aren't yeah. You? So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Very very well made. Really really well made. And I think, as I said, it's not a uh, you know it's not the sequel to her story, but it's it's very much an evolution. Again, I haven't played Telling Lies either, so um, I, I don't know what that step up between those kinds of games are, but it does feel like similar to her story in terms of what you're doing and sequencing kind of clips and things like that but mm-hmm. it just takes it to that next level completely yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it has got me thinking oh i should go back and play telling lies now maybe that is slightly more suited to me and kim sitting down together and playing mm. it. and it's 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 um it's that is also very well acted mm. and, um I, I i think that's where yeah, I respect that game for its acting and and the way it's um, it's you know the the things are spliced together and the um, presentation of it in terms of what the overall story was. Again, it just let me down. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, but but yeah, see how you get on with that. Mm. Um, I, I'm glad to have experienced all these games, but um, yeah, I don't think anything will hit like. Her story, mm, um, just mm. because it was novel at the time, absolutely. You know? um, but yeah, immortality certainly has some very high highs. Um, mm. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, good, good. Um, mm. and that, that, I mean, that's it for me for games. Yeah. So. I'm really fascinated if when, when my first, uh, when I first discovered that mechanic, um, it would be nice if that was like I don't know how the, the game would do it, but. You know, if it, it could be like, oh, at the end, uh, this this is where you. Start, well, it gave you some stats. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, how many times you scrub through the section? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how many times you've clicked on the tits just to see which the yeah. next scene of tits in <laughs> yeah. takes you to? Yeah. <laughs> the worst. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> now that would be a ten out of ten. To be fair, there are a lot of not sex scenes necessarily. But there is a lot of kind of nudity, and I, you know, it's trying again mm-hmm. to sort of tell that story. You know, the first film had a kind of slightly aging 
director who is a little bit horny so sure a lot of the characters are just kind of like naked for some of the film and that sort of stuff it gives a little bit of social commentary in that kind of sense without delving too much into that sort of stuff but it's kind of like why is she naked okay and then you uncover a scene later on where she's in they're screen testing dresses and the director's like no I don't like any of these basically and it's like, oh, that's mm. why she's naked. Sure, fine. Because the director was a perv rather than it being any you yes. know, reason, really. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting in that sort of sense as well to see the sort of the sensibilities. And, they've, and as you say, Lucy, they've captured kind of the era that these films have been made in very, very well, both in terms mm-hmm. of the, especially on the first film where it's in a 4-3 format as well. And yes. all of the films yeah. change their, their, their ratio formats very oh, slightly based upon when they've kind of come out. And obviously uh, the, the film grain I mean, and stuff like that works very, very well. Yeah, That's really good immersion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you're, you're fully convinced that these are actually films mm. <laughs> that didn't, didn't come out. Yeah. So yeah. Films that aren't films, but are films. Yes. Films that are, but yeah. Yeah, they are films. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool uh, let's finish there for this week then um, but return and roll back round to beers um, Adol did you have any further thoughts uh, on the beer after your palate maybe had acclimatised yeah uh, a little more of the beery taste came out but ultimately it if they were going for ginger beer it's notoriously not a super bitter slash beery taste and they got that um uh, I wish I could explain what these like crystalline like ginger packets are if you don't know what they are, but this definitely tastes just kind of like that, mm. and a bit maybe a bit less like a bit too much fluid, so it's a little a little weak on the ginger side. Like mm. the advantage of the packet is you can just like put less liquid, and then it can get yeah. burny. And so this is as a ginger beer, my favorite types of ginger beer. So what I think it makes a ginger beer versus a ginger ale, alcoholic or not, is Ginger beers tend to be much more fiery, right? They they have that ginger in it. Uh, this is more gingery than a like Schweppes ginger ale, but not by a lot. Mm. Um, and it just it's just kind of like a tepid thing, and the it it's the cardinal sin of flavored beer where it's there's not enough beer taste. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so. There was an interesting thing I noticed with the slight like um, melon aftertaste, but that's only because I was just looking for something. But it was also didn't jive with the thing it wanted to be, let alone the beer it's supposed to be. If that makes sense, like the, yeah, yeah. So just Seems just like a, it went middle of the road and didn't do either thing. Yeah, like well. if you wanted to be a you ginger beer, beer this be should have just beer. been of <laughs> overload me with ginger. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to be a beer that evoked ginger beer, you need to give me beer, basically. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fair. Yeah. Um, so, so, no, so no ghost friend for me. <laughs> uh, was it was it a Guaylo beer in collaboration with Brew York or a Brew York beer in collaboration with Guaylo? Uh, I believe it's a uh, Guaylo in collaboration with Brew York. Right. Okay. Okay. So, it, it, if only because like. Look at the label. Yeah, yeah fair. Uh, Brew York is there. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, like I didn't, I didn't realize there was a collab until I was reading the label to try and find where. Um, 
So I think what it is is it's it's more like a brewed by, but less of oh, a it's we like had a contract input. brew sort of. So they, so thing, it's called a collaboration between Brew York and Wilo Beer, but it's brewed by Brew York um, right. in New York, okay. obviously. Um, and then when you sort of read all the flavor text, I'm getting pretty straightforward. It's our take on the classic blah 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 blah. Like it just feels like this is. A light collaboration, if that. Mm. More of a here's a recipe. York, Can you but brew it's a Guilo it in the beer. UK? Sorry, yeah. it's brewed at Brew York, but it's a Guilo beer. Yeah, in collaboration. Exactly. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Fine. Yes. Yes. Um, for me, then the collaboration, which I assume is brewed at New Bristol Brewery, it's very much fashioned as a New Bristol Brewery beer. All of their branding. And and text and the way that they lay out their beers, um, yes, brewed and canned in the UK by New Bristol Brewery, but it does taste like a Vaultsy beer. It's got that softness, it's got that level of kind of flavour to it, that balance between those flavours uh, um, that just works very, very, very well. And it isn't too sour either. It is like a, just mm. a lovely fruity, very medium-bodied uh, um, beer. Um, with that little bit of sourness, that little bit of zestiness, a touch, only a touch of kind of bitter zestiness towards the end uh, of it. Um, it's lovely, lovely combination of flavours. Um, this is this is really nice. Uh, and I wasn't expecting, like, you know, when you see, like, meringue and lemon curd, it's not what I expected, um, kind of, at all from this beer. I, I thought, And again, with Vault City, they do push the boat out occasionally on some beers, and I'm thinking, oh shit, is, is this going to be slightly gloopy? Is it going to be a little bit chewy? Yeah. Is it go, is it going to go that kind of end of things with the, mm. sort of the name to it? So I'm very, very, uh, um, very pleasantly surprised by the kind of the restraint um, that is in this beer, but just how flavorful and good that it is as well. Uh, so finally, putty, Lucy. Yeah, it's. I'm going to keep this short because. This is. I've still got like. Wow! Yeah. Uh, wow. A third of a glass left, and I don't know. How I'm gonna finish it. <laughs> it has like just like packed up my intestines like putty, <laughs> and it's just like. Uh, I might just neck it and then just collapse. Yes. I am flagging, so it's very nice. That's, it. that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, not at all. No, I mean that's super. It's all good. Given that you have five more good. to get through. <laughs> Yeah, well, that'll hopefully be on a day when I'm feeling yeah. a bit uh, less tired, yeah. a bit more fresh and peppy. Maybe over the today. weekend or something. Yeah. I mean, putty's always yeah. struck me as like a like a three p.m. on any any day, any time of the year because it's so strong that it kind of brings that springy, summery mm. hit yeah. to you. Yeah. Um, what an hour it would. But, but like nine p.m. <laughs> after a long, sluggy day, do you want to be pepped? No, but it will certainly induce sleep very quickly. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Good for perfect, that. Perfect, perfect. Let's wrap up incredibly quickly then. Um, if you want to talk to us about games and beers, we're at Tanked Up Cast on all of the socials. You can join us on our Discord uh, channel uh, group as well. Just hit one of us up um, or hit up uh, uh, tanked up on the socials or out of lives net as well. Uh, I'm at Nova underscore 47. Adel is. At the Omniarch. And Lucy is. 
going to bed. (laughs) (laughs) And you should very much go to outoflives.net as well to see our beautiful faces and the beers that we have drank um, or our YouTube page, channel, thing, place as well. Mm. Uh, If you are an audio listener, Great, thanks. Uh, rate review us on your podcast service of choice because it's always very, very helpful. Yeah, I've run out of steam as well. Um, thanks for joining us. We've been tanked up. Goodbye. Bye. Ciao. <laughs> www.outoflives.net. <laughs>